This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today because we're going to be talking to someone about something that I think is catching on more and more. Um, And actually, we've always had these types of businesses, and these are home service businesses. So um, people like uh, landscapers, roofing people, people who do garage doors, um, you know, all sorts of things like that. And what I love about our guest is he really works with these type of service providers to make sure that they are as successful as possible. So please join me in welcoming Tommy Mello to our program today. Welcome, Tommy. Hey, welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll just dive right into this. And one of the things I want to say is it doesn't matter what type of business you have. All these tips that you have and, and information are absolutely fantastic. Um, and so, you know, no matter what you do, this is going to be a great program. So in 2010, Tommy Mello became the sole owner and operator of a single Phoenix-based garage door service business, which came with $50,000 in debt. Today, just 20 year, 20, 10 years later, A1 Garage generates more than $40 million in annual revenue with over 200 employees in several states. Tommy is on a quest to share his experience and knowledge with other entrepreneurs so that they can also become millionaires without having to sacrifice their lives in the process. To achieve that, Tommy has shared his entrepreneurial journey and best strategies on his Amazon best-selling book, Home Service Millionaire, and currently hosts a top 50 management podcast in the U.S. called Home Service Expert. Tommy also has contributed to top publications like Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, Forbes, and other business publications on the topic of entrepreneurship and small business. When not in the office or working on the business, you'll find him on a plane, eh, maybe not so much now, headed to exotic destinations or chasing that little white ball around one of Arizona's mini golf courses. So again, Tommy, welcome. Hey, I, like I said, it's it's fun to do podcasting. I really enjoy it. Right. You know, we get to share our information with whoever wants it, um, you know, and, and that's what's fun. And, and we get to talk to just the funnest, coolest people. That's what, what I really enjoy about it. So let's go back in time a bit and tell us a little bit more about your story and how you really discovered that this is your passion in life. 
So my dad, when I was a kid, and I had a pretty good upbringing, you know, the when I do, um, I've been a keynote speaker many times, and I always paint a picture. There was two stories. Mm-hmm. One story was my dad cheated on my mom. Uh, they got a divorce. Uh, I was really worried about the bills mm-hmm. at four years old. Uh, my grandma was around. She was kind of my babysitter. Mm-hmm. And um, I had an older sister, six years older. She's still around. Mm-hmm. And uh, that story sounds so bad. So, so yeah, pitiful, pitiful. Doesn't it sound like a victim? And then the mm-hmm. other story was, is my dad was a role model for me, even though they got a divorce. My mm-hmm. mom worked three jobs. She was a hustler. She was the best mom you could ever want. My grandma mm-hmm. was the best cook in the world. So she was always around to cook for me. And uh, my sister just, she ended up being a little bit more on the hard side, which made her a good role model for me about Mm -hmm. kind of making my own life successful. Mm -hmm. So um, what I've learned about business was uh, just basically pay your taxes is what my dad failed to do. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, overall, I would say that uh, I love business and, Mm -hmm. um, so I started shoveling snow, mowing lawns like like normal kid does. And mm-hmm. when I was 12, I got a job washing dishes one year early um, before you're allowed to work. So I was right. paid under the table $4 an hour, which oh. at the time, 4 bucks an hour was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I started in the garage door business when I moved out to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I was bartending. I was serving tables. I was doing whatever I could to make money. And uh yeah, I learned a lot about business, and now I'm a big reader. I do a lot of um, podcasting, mm-hmm. I, uh, and I've got an amazing team. So uh, I don't know if you know this, but your garage door mm-hmm. is 102% ROI if you buy a new one. Mm-hmm. It's 40% of your curb appeal, and it's the smile of your home. So right. I get excited about garage doors. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and I read your book, and I didn't ask. I I I had the digital version. Do you have a version? Can you show to us? Do you have? Yeah, a, yeah, all right, perfect. The, uh, I love it. Got to have you do the Vanna thing. Um, it's, yep, it's a hard cover. It's got fourteen co-authors, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it put a lot. Of, it took me two years to write it, so mm-hmm. cool. it's um, it's pretty cool mm-hmm. because a lot of the people I had writing it are a lot smarter than me. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why my focus is coming and going. Maybe I'm just fuzzy today. Um, but anyhow, one of the things that, that I loved in your book was the fact that you, you know, garage doors, you know, it's kind of like, okay, we all, we all have them, right? You know, not everybody, but you know, most people. And sometimes it's hard to get excited about that. And what I love that you talked about in your book was not that you're, it's not really the garage door that excites you. It's providing that security for people to know that the biggest entry, as you put it, into their home is safe and secure. And and that's what, and I love that concept because sometimes I think we struggle with what is our why in what we're doing. And yours really is to to help people know that they're safe and, and secure in their own homes. Yeah, you know, I came out with a feature. It's called Garage Door Armor. And I got a a patent on it. Ooh. It's a design and a, a utility patent. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you ever heard of the six second break and it's a little shield that blocks that from happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's several reasons why you would want to look at a new garage door. One of them is obviously safety. Mm-hmm. One of them is just most people use their garage door like their front door. Right. I mean, they're going in right. and out. We do. Mm-hmm. So they want it to work. And then, you know, the new technology, you can mm-hmm. actually open and close your garage door from your mm-hmm. phone now, mm-hmm. which is super cool. I don't know. And I think Amazon, they got a one-time entry. 
They can, they can deliver Amazon Prime items mm-hmm. in your garage. Right, right. For safety think, and security. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're going to put a refrigerator soon in your garage, and they're going to deliver fresh food Ooh. on a daily basis. That's wow. where I think they're going with it. So mm-hmm. I plan on being a big part of that mm-hmm. uh, movement. Right. Well, and it really is something that, you know, one of those things that you don't think about it until there's a problem with it, which right. is most things that a home service provider does, you know, whether it's uh, maintenance, uh, plumbing, roofs, um, you know, garage doors, things like that. And so, you know, but, but it's something that when we as a consumer, as a homeowner need, we need it now. Um, and we need to know that the work is going to be done well, um, you know, and, and that's really an, uh, you know, a big part of how you started your business and, and how you really manage it is good quality and, and it might cost a little bit more, but that's okay because we're willing to pay for it because we know it's good quality and, and things like that. But you've learned a lot of lessons along the way. Yeah, you know, I always, I'm not going to do it on your show, but I always put three fingers up and leave my middle finger up. (laughs) My mom watches, so no, no. (laughs) (laughs) They want it done right. You know, customers Mm -hmm. want it done well done. Mm -hmm. They want it done um, on their schedule, so Mm -hmm. on time, and they want it done for cheap. Right. And what I say is pick two out of the three because you're Mm -hmm. never going to get all three. Mm -hmm. You're not going to find someone that's right there the same day Mm -hmm. that's the cheapest Mm -hmm. and that does the best quality work. So right. I choose, I I think I'm the best value because mm-hmm. I carry better parts, but I mm-hmm. think it's important to um, to really be on the right schedule and give a quality product with a good warranty mm-hmm. with good people. You know, mm-hmm. that's another thing. You're inviting someone into your home mm-hmm. and, um, you know, a lot of companies say this, but we do drug test background checks. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we spend a lot of time training. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time we hire people, like I always say, always be recruiting instead of always be closing. Right. And you talked Maybe. about that in the book. I love this concept. Well, you always got to recruit amazing mm-hmm. people. When I'm getting a haircut, I, I recruit the haircut people. Mm-hmm. When I'm um, at a restaurant, I recruit the bus boys or the uh, servers. Always be looking out. I was at Walgreens mm-hmm. the other day and I recruited one of the guys. He didn't come and interview yet, but hopefully he does. Is mm-hmm. It was amazing. He said, you wouldn't happen to be a loyal member of Walgreens. And I said, no, I'm not actually. Mm-hmm. He said, well, if I get your phone number, I could give you a discount today. Ooh. And I was like, you know, I pulled out a business card. I said, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you would work out perfectly. If you're ever looking for a career versus the job you have here, you should come see mm-hmm. me. So right. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy being around amazing people all the time. Mm-hmm. I can tell you most of my success is because I hire around all my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm great. It's because I'm, I'm a dreamer. Mm-hmm. My dream became a vision, and I plan on being a billion-dollar company within four years. Right. So. And, and it's funny because people go doing garage doors. Yeah. Well, you do have other things that, that you're doing, but, but still, you know, it's, it, 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 again, it comes back to everybody has them. <laughs> you know, we all have garage doors. And unfortunately, for, you know, as, as many people, you know, we, we all have a lot of bad stories about them, um, you know, that, that, that it didn't get fixed right, that you got trapped in the garage, um, you know, all these various things. Um, and so to, to, to have someone who does good quality work, that's, you know, it's no wonder that you're in 12 states, um, you know. And, 14 and, now, actually. Oh, cool. Oh, we need to update your bio. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so it is, you know, it, it's interesting now because, you know, as, as we were talking about this before the program started, we're, you know, filming this, recording it during the pandemic. 
Um, things have obviously loosened back up quite a bit, but it, things are going to change moving forward. You know, a lot of people are really rethinking what their careers, what their lives, what their lifestyles are are going to be. And I'm guessing that's purely a guess, purely anecdotal, that many people will decide that, you know, b- being a home service provider might be what they want to be, um, you know, and, and, and it's still a ton of work. I mean, you know, that's, that's, we don't ever want anybody to think that it's not, but, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to go, you know what, I really don't want to be in an office or I don't want a home office and, and be in corporate America, all of those things. So are you finding that? Are you finding more interest? Well, you know, if you think about hotels, restaurants, movie theaters, mm-hmm. Those all closed down, so they were right. considered and deemed, and this is crazy, non-essential. I know. Um, well, home service is essential, so what mm-hmm. we're seeing right now is uh, I probably talk to about five private equity companies a week mm-hmm. just wow. to find out what's going on out there, and right mm-hmm. now, home service is amazing. You know, the average mm-hmm. plumber now is 49 years old, hmm. and a lot of people, we talked about this before the recording, but uh, they don't like millennials. Mm-hmm. Is because it's hard to manage a millennial. Right. Because millennial, see, baby boomers care. They want to make a paycheck and they right. want to get paid. They mm-hmm. want raises. They mm-hmm. want tenure. Whereas millennials, they want they want to feel important. They want right. to have a free mm-hmm. freedom of their schedule a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoy working with millennials. You know, I'm right on that border of uh, barely a millennial. I was born in 1983. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, the, the, I got 20, 23 year old called me last night at about eight 30. And he said, Tommy, you're going to love this story. And I was on the other line with my sister and I mm-hmm. said, Hey, just make it quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, uh, I was at this elderly people. They were in their late eighties. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, both of their cars were dead. So I jumped both the cars. I spent an hour and a half. I got them running well mm-hmm. and I put an opener in and they were so happy with me. And I said, I love that you called me with that story. That made my night. That made my weekend. So, you know, these people, as long as you care, Mm -hmm. you come with a smile Mm -hmm. and you listen. Mm -hmm. You see, a doctor, when they don't ask the right questions and do the right thing for the Mm -hmm. patient, they it's called malpractice. Right. Well, for us, we Mm got to listen to the customer, fulfill their needs, Mm -hmm. and go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important to me is I want to be a lifetime garage door company for my mm-hmm. clients. Right. I don't want to be the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and gone. Mm-hmm. So it's important, you know, I, and, and you won't find anybody that's more passionate about home service than mm-hmm. me. I'll tell you that. I love <laughs> it. You know, and it is about providing that extra value. Um, it's interesting. I do an online networking group that we started back in March when, you know, we couldn't go anywhere and we were all going stir crazy. And so I just kind of started this online thing. And, and a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, <clears throat> we did add a, an educational component to it so that now you can feel justified in watching it during the middle of the day. But um, we talked about that go-giver philosophy of oh, Bob yeah. Burks. Yep. You know, and, and how it's always about providing that extra value, um, you know, and, 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 but not being taken advantage of. I mean, you know, that's, that's always the key. But I love that story about, you know, your, your tech didn't need to jump those cars. I mean, it took him probably an extra 15 minutes, um, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I know he kept his schedule in mind. It wasn't that he was throwing everything off for the rest of the day, all that. But, you know, it was, it was that little extra value. And so they might not remember 
that the garage door got fixed, they're going to remember that he jumped the cars, um, you know, and, and especially when he certainly didn't have to. Now, you know, if, if he kind of had to do it to be able to work on the garage, that might, but, but yeah, you know, just providing that little extra level of caring is, is really what's so important. You know, the one thing I ask customers every time after mm-hmm. I collect their money mm-hmm. is I don't want buyer's remorse. I want them to feel good about everything we did. So I say, listen, I'm here. Mm-hmm. What do you need me for? Right. Could I help you take down mm-hmm. the Christmas tree if it's this Christmas season? Right. Do you need help with anything in the mm-hmm. home? And you should see, it's been um, quite a while since I've been in the field, several years, uh, 2015, other than friends and family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what I, I you used to do, though, is, I mean, look, word of mouth is your best friend. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, especially yeah. in something like this. And you know what? It didn't take much. You know, I've got guys, mm-hmm. and I teach a lot about sales because sales mm-hmm. for me is, I always say, sales is not a bad word. Right. Listen, mm-hmm. me and you right now, we're selling each other. Mm-hmm. When you get Definitely. married, you're selling mm-hmm. your husband or your wife. Mm-hmm. When you make friends, you're selling. One of my favorite mm-hmm. books is, uh, I got a lot of them right there, is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to go above and beyond and be mm-hmm. genuine and passionate mm-hmm. right. and enjoy it. And then mm-hmm. smile. I tell my guys, I practice smiling in the mirror. I'm not very good at it still, but you know that when you smile, the customers, it means a lot. Right. And when you smile, when you walk in a gas station or a restaurant, mm-hmm. people are like, wow, this is a good person. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Michigan. So um, I think the Midwest is the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, much, much more friendly and, and things like that. Um, you know, and, and it really is about, you know, as you said, spending that little extra bit of time, um, you know, and, and, you know, here in, in Atlanta, we've got, um, we have our HVAC guy um, and we have a contract with them. They come every quarter and, and update things and, you know, clean stuff and, and all of that. Could we do it ourselves? Sure. But it's better to just not worry about it. Um, and we have a bug guy. I'm from Colorado. To have a bug guy really was a totally bizarre concept because you know? we didn't have bugs in Colorado. Um, but we've got this bug guy who comes every quarter. Um, you know, and, and both of them, the, the same people, we have the same service people we have had for years. And I love that because, first of all, it shows that it's a good company that they work for, that they are able to keep employees for years. You know, it, it means they treat them well, they pay them well, you know, all these various things. They, you know, they, they, you, you know that they are very passionate about their companies. But more importantly, they do kind of take that little bit of time to, to chit-chat. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer five years ago. And so at, at various points in time when they have come to, to service, I haven't been, you know, the most cheerful, the most, you know, there we are, as bald as, you know, as cue ball there for a while. Um, and, but they always still ask how I'm doing, um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and just those extra little Things really make me know that, you know, they're good guys, good company. And as you said, somebody I would refer my friends to, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether I'm going to do a, a post on Yelp or, you know, post on Facebook or just tell the neighbors next door, you know, that's, it's that extra little bit that makes me know, okay, I will refer to them. Yeah. You know, I, um, it's, it's hard. I could teach somebody to do everything, but I can't teach them to care. Right. And that's what I look for when I interview mm-hmm. people is I try to pull that out of them. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, when you, I always used to think I was in the lead gen business. I needed to get Mm -hmm. leads. And now I've completely in the last year, I've taken a 180 Mm -hmm. and I say, I'm in the people business about recruiting Mm -hmm. amazing technicians, Mm -hmm. CSRs, which are the people that answer the phone and dispatchers. Those are my triangle of uh, communication Mm -hmm. there. And great people get referrals. They go out Mm -hmm. and they try Okay. This is interesting. Can I tell you a little math equation real quick? Sure. So you've got two people answering the phone, mm-hmm. A and B. A books the call 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. B books it 60% of the time, which in the home service industry, the average is 42%. Mm. So, so they're both doing really well. They're both good. So 90%, 60%. They both take 20 opportunities a day. Mm-hmm. And the average ticket is $500 and they work 300 days out of the year. Mm. CSRA made you a million dollars more for the year. One person made a million dollars more than B. Right. And when you think about that, it's so important. Mm -hmm. The average mishire costs on average over Mm $70,000. So, you know, it's not all about money, but people that say money doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but go pay your mortgage. Right. Love. Yeah. And, and tell them, I'm sorry. You know, here's, yeah, here, here's some love. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. some kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, You're such money a good bank. <laughs> money is a big deal. And I'm not trying to be a uh, 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 snob about it. I was going to swear, but this is a family show. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, money is very important because mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do right. with who I want to do it with mm-hmm. whenever I want. And Money does not buy happiness, but money pays for mortgages. Mm-hmm. It allows me freedom to go see my sister and my two uh, nephews and my niece. Mm-hmm. It allows me to do things. So I'm, I'm kind of doing a shift here, but money is important. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a big misconception that money's bad. Money's the root of all evil. Right. Money could be very bad for family mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. and marriages. But if you do, if you respect it, see, I came from not a lot. I didn't come from money by any means. I didn't come mm-hmm. from like, I wasn't like, I didn't wear the same shirt every day or anything. I mean, my parents had enough money to, mm-hmm. to clothe me and such. But um, I, I just, I find it funny that when people, when people say money is bad, I ask them, do you have any? Right. And they always say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I went with that, but I'm reading this book and it was, it was yesterday. I read mm-hmm. this book and it was all about the mindset the mm-hmm. paradigm shift to mm-hmm. understand I'm still very conservative of my money. And um, I'm happy to say, you know, this year we're, we're going to come close to 50 million, which is still this much in, in what I want to be. Mm-hmm. But you know what I started bragging about is I've got money in the bank. Now I used to right. brag about revenue. Mm-hmm. Now I brag about profit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with the company. I'm a right. for-profit business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, are you a for-profit? I am. I am. You know, and, and I tell people even nonprofits have to make money or they're, they're oh, they not going to function. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, my guest earlier this week works for a nonprofit and, and, and has for, for many years. And, and we talked about the fact that it doesn't mean no profit. Uh, you know, it just means they spend it differently. Um, but yeah, you know, I, it's always fascinating when I talk with people who, you know, they, they get this Pollyanna vision that you know they're going to start a business and they're going to do what they love and it's going to be hearts and it's going to be flowers oh yeah 
And, you know, and then they get into it and they discover that they have to invoice, they have to fire clients, they have to fire employees, you know, they have, they have to, to learn accounting, they have right. to learn financing, Ew, they have to leadership and culture. Right. And, and then they're, they're victims. A lot of people, listen, right. I call it creative justification, mm-hmm. they justify mm-hmm. everything and poor me. Right. Mm-hmm. I've been trying so hard. You know what mm-hmm. trying is? Working every weekend. It's losing mm-hmm. relationships. Right. It's, it's it's literally the strongest willpower mm-hmm. you'll ever see. And mm-hmm. people say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, but you're not willing to work weekends. You don't want to you right. want to watch football. You want to watch sports. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure to go on your bowling league. Mm-hmm. See, the sacrifices are what create success. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to do that long enough, study why they sleep. Mm-hmm. Work when they work when they stay at home. Mm-hmm. And what you'll do is you'll find success. And mm-hmm. success is not all about work and money. Success mm-hmm. means a lot of things emotionally. It means relationships. It means mental health. It means working out mm-hmm. and fitness. But um, I think money money and success, I, I don't know what I like more, uh, my, my team or my success, because mm-hmm. th- they're part of the same thing. Right. right. If you didn't have a good team, you wouldn't be successful. Uh, you know, because I mean, you're successful, one you have tell. a good team. Mm-hmm. The first day I knew I was successful, and I always tell this story because I love it. I was in Hawaii. I was gone for two weeks. We set a record while I was out of town. Perfect. And the bill came, and I had the most expensive. There's a scary word called market price. Mm-hmm. And I started ordering that when I knew I was successful. But here's what happened. The bill came. I stuck my credit card in the check presenter without looking at the bill. And that's the moment mm-hmm. right. that I mm-hmm. realized. Because before I ate chicken. <laughs> if there was anything on the menu, yeah, yeah. you know, chicken is the most mm-hmm. affordable. Yeah. You wanted lobster. You wanted whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? When in Rome, right? So mm-hmm. I, I did that. And um, I got to say is you treat people like you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing. You know, we're, built, we're building leaders here. And, I, you know, I said I want to do a billion dollars. Well, mm-hmm. That usually when people say that it's a fart in the wind, right? You know, they say, "Oh, a billion. Mm-hmm. I say, "You know what? I need I need twenty one hundred eighty six technicians. Mm-hmm. I need a little over a thousand right. installers, mm-hmm. and I know exactly how many leads I need to get, mm-hmm. and I know how to do that in less than mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. And I know how many I started with a vision. Mm-hmm. It was a dream, a vision, and then I narrowed it down from what I need mm-hmm. to do year, quarter, month, mm-hmm. week, day. Mm-hmm. And now I know what I need to do today and tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And that's the difference is I, I always tell people, you got a good goal, but how are you going to reach it? Show me what right. you got to have those numbers. Oh, KPIs, key performance indicators mm-hmm. are what drive my life. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I've got journals of, if you want to lose weight, you start counting calories and right. managing what you're eating. You don't just you go, I want to lose weight. Ew. That's what people do. Mm-hmm. They say, I want to be rich. Mm-hmm. I want to lose weight. I want to have a better connection with God. Mm-hmm. I want to have a better marriage. Mm-hmm. But they don't track anything. Right. You can't fix it if you're not mm-hmm. tracking it. Right. Yeah. How do you know you're successful if you didn't know how to get there in between? How do you know if you're improving? Because mm-hmm. right. all I'm trying to do is I will not be 100% successful. I know that. Mm-hmm. But I know I can be better than yesterday. Right. And success is all determined in the mm-hmm. eye of the beholder. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I just feel like if I could improve upon yesterday – it's consistency, accountability, mm-hmm. discipline, willpower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a good book, if anybody gets a chance, The 5 a.m. Club. And I didn't get up mm-hmm. at 5 a.m. today, so. <laughs> yeah. but, um, mm-hmm. but it talks about start the day off right. Make your mm-hmm. bed. Little mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, 
I was the first one out of bed, so I didn't make the bed. Hopefully, uh, hopefully she did. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> want to make it over top of her. Yep. <laughs> well, and you know, it's it, it is it, it's doing those things that you have to do. Um, you know, and 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 then doing them consistently. I mean, you know, that's that's the other thing. I mean, so many people they do a little of this and a little of that, and you know, and in your book you talk about steps and and processes and things that that everybody needs to to take. And, you know, I, I have a marketing company. So what I see are people who go, well, let's, let's try Facebook for a while. Oh, yeah. For and a if it bit. doesn't work, you know, in the first six days, <laughs> you know, then ah, I don't want to do that. And, and then they said, well, let's try this TikTok thing, um, you know, and, and they go, you know, and, and it's like, no, 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 no. You know, you need to, it, it comes back to exactly what you were saying before. You have to have your goals. And then you figure out how you're going to attain those. So it's not that you're using Facebook or that you're using TikTok or that you're doing billboard advertising. It's that you're doing marketing and you're doing advertising. Then, and how much you're going to spend on it. Then you go from there. Um, you know, I always love it when I ask people, you know, who is your target market? And they smile sweetly at me and they say, everyone. No. Nothing, I don't care what you do, your target market is not everyone. Um, you know, and, and, and until people get that in mind, that's one of the first things that, that we ask them to do is you have to figure out who you're trying to reach. Um, you know, and, and, and then you're only talking to that person. You know, yeah, you might do business with somebody on the, the you know, but, but you have to figure those out. Um, you know, I've, I've shared this story several times where, I was at a networking group and, and um, this woman sold skincare products. And we said, who's your target market? And she said, well, everyone, because, of course, we all do have skin. Um, but hers were, were products to fight acne. You know, that was, was just what it was. And when she said everyone, not a single one of us could think of anybody who needed her product. I mean, it was just the weirdest thing in the world. So we worked with her and she, she you know, brought it down, brought it down, brought it down. And, and of course, the fear was that she was going to make her audience too small. Well, you know, then, then you deal with that. But, but so she got it down to 16-year-old boys who had acne. Every single person could think of somebody who knew or had a 16-year-old boy with acne. Um, So then she could ask for referrals. Then she could do all of those things. But yeah, when you said, hey, everyone, we all went, (laughs) and so, you know, it's, and, and then she messaged to only, and actually she messaged to the parents of 16-year-old boys. But, you know, that was, was the whole concept was figuring out who she needed to reach but that was part of the goal, you know, figuring, you know, all of those various things. And I think so many business owners, especially when they're brand new, don't stop to go through these processes. Um, and that's really one of the things that I liked about your book is it broke it down to you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Um, and especially when we've all gone, ooh, let's start a business today. Um, oh, that <laughs> happens all the time. Right. And right, they're underfunded. Know. That's the biggest problem is underfunding. Mm-hmm. you got to have, Okay. When you start a business, first you got to write down and start an organizational chart. Right. Okay. And understand the people you're going to hire, become the company you want to become. Right. And then mm-hmm. you need to define every one of those people. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, this is, if, if, if anybody gets a chance to take a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper, and you write down how much money you want to make, mm-hmm. and you figure out what your profit is, mm-hmm. margin, but this is important. So you say, what's your average ticket? Mm-hmm. 
You go down from your average ticket and you say, what's my conversion rate when I speak to the person mm-hmm. face to face? Right. Then you look at your call booking rate mm-hmm. and then you look at your cost to acquire a customer. Mm-hmm. Now, when you divide these into each other, you're going to come up with a ratio mm-hmm. and you will understand exactly how much money you need to spend in marketing mm-hmm. if you got those numbers. But my right. goal when I do this with people is they're not tracking their booking rate. Right. They're not tracking their conversion rate face to face. They're not tracking their average ticket. Mm-hmm. They're not cost. They're not, they're not acknowledging mm-hmm. the cost to acquire a customer because mm-hmm. every one of those we could fix. Mm-hmm. And when you fix all of them by 2%, you actually double your revenue. Wow. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say you got to inspect what you expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. I've got checks and balances for everything. Mm-hmm. And I can look into my CRM, my customer relationship management mm-hmm. system, and it spits out these numbers and they're exact. I've got a data mm-hmm. integrity team to mm-hmm. make sure the numbers are accurate. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what I can do to fix problems when mm-hmm. I know what's going on. Right. And most people are, they're, they're driving the bus, the lights mm-hmm. are on, but nobody's home. Mm-hmm. Right, And it's so fun when you start to learn how to run a business. I used to hate my financials. I used to not know what was in the bank. And um, now we have a financial quick check meeting every mm-hmm. Friday. Um, Ellen Rohr talks about it in my book. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she flew out, charged me a lot of money, but she taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, what I've always done is hire consultants that are much better than me at every aspect mm-hmm. and take everything they've got. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing we have as humans is being social. Right. And we can network. And mm-hmm. if you do that well, you'll be very, very successful. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how rich people, and they're rich in life too, but but mm-hmm. if they lose money, they get it back the same year. Right. And then people hit the lottery and they go they, they go broke within mm-hmm. a year. Everybody that wins the lottery for the most part goes broke. Right. Because their mental capacity is not ready for the money. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and the same thing happens with, say, uh, sports people who, you know, maybe you pay that football player $14 million. And, you know, and, and part of it is they don't know how to manage it. Um, no. And then, you know, they... Well, they, they didn't make it. They, right. they, they were a Hollywood movie star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. Right. You know, and, and, and it does come back to, it is about the money. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, anybody who thinks that they're going into business to just be hearts and flowers and roses, nah. You know, go volunteer somewhere and do that there. Um, you know, now, as we said, there's going to be a lot of stuff in your business that you don't like to do. Um, you know, I don't like to invoice. Um, I'm having to do client reports today because it's the start of a month. Obviously, you still have to do them. Um, you know, and, and of course, one of the things that, that you talk about in your book is to delegate. Um, you know, and, and of course, that's that's one of the, I have a producer for this podcast who does the things that I could do, but she's really good at it. And it frees me up to be doing other things. Um, you know, and, and so that's why, you know, that's why it's good to, to have, um, whether it's a consultant, whether it's an employee, a virtual assistant, you know, all those various things, as soon as you can start delegating, delegate. And that even includes, you know, somebody doing your taxes. I mean, you know, all of those various Are things. Are your dishes. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, if, if, you, if you aren't the best at, at, you know, at, you know, mowing your lawn, fine, hire somebody to come and do that. Um, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, you can delegate so many things and some of them are, are, you know, things, you know, you might have kids at home now. You know, they can't go to school. Well, they can do the dishes, um, you know, all these various things. And, and it frees you up 
to be doing the things that, that you want to be doing. And, and some of it might be business. Some of it might be that it frees you up to go play golf. Um, but it's, it's okay to delegate. And, you know, I've seen so many small business owners, especially when they're just starting out, who think they have to do it all. Mm-hmm. And and if they don't, they're going to be criticized. All these various things, and and you know, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not going to try and operate on myself. So I'm going to hire a doctor to do it. You know, so why wouldn't I hire a tax attorney or you know, a trademark attorney? You know, we just went through that whole process. Um, could I have done that myself? Sure, but it would have wasted a heck of a lot of time, and you know, and and far it would have cost me far more in the long run than it, to to do it myself than to hire the expert to do it. Well, I'll tell you, um, a lot of people say, if I don't do it, it won't get done right. It's mm-hmm. the, the the best book of all oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's me. My way is the only way to do it. Uh, well, they're not <laughs> going to do as good a job as me, and mm-hmm. I'm better. I'm a faster typer. I'm better at the internet, right. whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't even open my own mail. In fact, I don't even open my own email. Mm-hmm. I have the best assistant in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best book in the world is called The E-Myth Revisited right. by Michael Gerber. Mm-hmm. And he actually came into my office and I interviewed him on my podcast. He Fun. was here. And he said, why aren't there more people here? And I said, we're, we're in between training classes. There's mm-hmm. 70 people here. It's not, it's not a little, you know, it's funny because I love the guy. But he said, hey, give me a warm, warm, warm cup of water. I brought it back. It wasn't warm enough. And he wanted a lemon. Guess how much he drank of that warm, warm water in the lemon? A sip. None. None. <laughs> but you're, you're absolutely right. When I delegate, mm-hmm. you know, someone taught me this tip a long time ago is do what you're good at. And if you enjoy doing it, then do it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have kids yet, but I want to have kids. And if I have a son, mm-hmm. I'm going to teach him how to mow the lawn, even though I don't need to mow the lawn. Right. Um, I, I, I think I'd like to do that just mm-hmm. to teach him what hard work mm-hmm. is all about mm-hmm. and just take care of chores. And I'm your dad. I'll fix the garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. But overall, I delegate. You know, if you divide what the profit I make by the hours I work, it's well into the thousands mm-hmm. an hour. And I'm not bragging about that, but if I could do, if I could delegate anything mm-hmm. for less than that, I will delegate it. Right. And I've become a master delegator and mm-hmm. delegation is not dumping. There's a right. difference. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exact. I got an eight step process. Mm-hmm. I write it down. I make them sign off mm-hmm. that they acknowledge it. They got to repeat it back to me. They understand we're going to meet intermittently mm-hmm. on this to make sure you're not doing it last minute. Mm-hmm. And all these things, when they got to sign their name, the little John Hancock, or as I like to say, Herbie Hancock, <laughs> is, is uh, Jan, it's from a movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, John Hancock, when they got to sign off on it, they understand it. They mm-hmm. accept it. It's accountability. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, it's amazing mm-hmm. the results you'll get mm-hmm. when you learn how to delegate. Right. You know, and then, of course, the other important thing of that is that as they learn the process, they need to be able to make changes um, and know that they can make changes as long as they're not screwing something up, um, you know, because they might look at it and go, well, wait a minute, you said that we have to do A, B, C. I can make this work better if we do E, F, H. Where'd yeah. G go? I lost G in there somewhere, um, but, but you might not even need G. That's it. Um, and... And, and that's the whole thing with empowering employees. Um, and again, whether it's an employee, a consultant, your child, whoever it is, they need to know that they can make those changes. And of course, that's one of the best things about customer service. You know, if you've got somebody on the phone, if you're dealing with somebody, the second they tell, you know, if I'm, if I'm in this, you know, and if the second somebody tells me, I have to ask my manager. Oh. Oh. 
I hate that. Now there, you know, there are certainly things that you have to get permission on. I mean, you know, and, and things like that. But there's obviously different ways that that you can say it as opposed to, uh, you know, I have to ask my manager. But but yeah, I mean, that's one of the worst things in the world. Um, you know, and 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 employees aren't happy when they they have to do that. Um, you know, even though there's certain processes and and things like that. Um, you know, I'm I'm here in the South and in in Atlanta. And of course, which is the home of Chick Fil A, and you know their their customer service is is phenomenal. And um, you know, one of the things that they can do is they they actually have the power to do all sorts of different things that people don't know about. You know, do you know that you can go through and and ask for one chicken nugget, and it's, it costs like a quarter, something like that. I mean, you know, and and most people don't stop to think about that, but it's like, wow, I really could get just one chicken nugget, and so it's always fun to go and order one chicken nugget. Um, but, you know, they have the ability as the employee to be able to say, you know what, we're going to sell you one chicken nugget. Now, they might upsell you and say, are you sure you don't want five? But, you know, or whatever, whatever's on the menu. But if you just want one chicken nugget, the key is they don't want to lose that business. And I think that's what so many people think is, well, if I, if I don't let my employees have the freedom to kind of make some of these decisions, we lose the business totally. Might mean that we don't make as much on that, you know, on that chicken nugget or whatever it is. But if the employee has the ability to do that, then the customer is happy. You know, the biggest mistake I see in the home service space is not having a price book. So you got to have exact pricing like Chick fil A mm-hmm. has, but you could always, just like Walmart, mm-hmm. you can get discounts. And my, right. when I used to bartend, mm-hmm. the best employer I've ever worked for said, you're allowed to comp whatever you want as long as it's in the system. It's mm-hmm. called a POS. It's a uh, right. point of sale. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's in the system, and there was a day that I gave away $140 worth of drinks. And you wow. know what he said the next day? He comes in. He Good goes, job. Everybody sits down mm-hmm. and he says, Tommy Mello is the most amazing bartender here. Mm-hmm. And here's why. He rung in everything. Mm-hmm. He was honest. Mm-hmm. And he's got the highest register i've ever seen yep and i bought only well drinks i didn't mm-hmm. use top shelf right, right. You know? mm-hmm. and um you said a key phrase there that's called empowerment mm-hmm. and it's great to empower your employees you know i was on this show it's um oh the name of it it's uh american ah it just came out too and and they were in here in the office shooting it um you know i'm sorry i forgot the name of it but um but they said, we, we've interviewed KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. And do you know that KFC opens a new store every eight hours? Oh, wow. So to open a new store every eight hours, as I started to take that apart in my mind, and I said, everything needs to be on a checklist, a standard mm-hmm. operating procedure, an expected yep. result. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch um, the McDonald's movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Croc. Uh, like Is it Croc? Ray Croc did yeah. it. But uh, mm-hmm. he figured out that he needed a process mm-hmm. with an expected result. Right. They, they chalkboarded it out mm-hmm. on, the, on a tennis court, and they figured mm-hmm. out exactly how to make things mm-hmm. with an expected result every right. time. And, you know, McDonald's has a code you have to press mm-hmm. every hour to wash mm-hmm. your hands. They know that every single person mm-hmm. washes their hands every single hour. Mm-hmm. And those are processes they, they've mm-hmm. created to make it scalable. Right. And so in any business, home service, whether you're making pies, whether you're a florist, 
you got to make it so that you get to repeatable mm-hmm. and you get an expected result. Right. And I know that went a little off from your um, empowerment, but no. I just think it's pretty cool yeah. that you can scale a business mm-hmm. every eight hours. Right. Right. And, and one of the key things you mentioned is checklists, you know, and you, you talk about that in the book because it does make things to where you do to here, to here, to here, to here, to here. Um, because if you don't, and, and in your book, you also talk about manuals, you know, and, 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 oh, you know, yeah. and all of these things because employees, they need that guidance. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they need to know, okay, we do this, then we do this, then we do this, then we do this. And, you know, there are times where they might deviate from it. But the important things are there. Um, and, and, you know, even if they do it 200, 300, 500 times, y- y- you still have those checklists. Because, you know, you get somebody sidetracked and they forget something important and, and it's on that checklist. Oh, yeah, I need to remember to do X. Um, you know, and, and so I love checklists because it really does, that gives the guidance. And then, you know, I'll bring it back to empowerment. That's where employees can say, hey, you know, we need to add this. We need to change this. These things need to be in different order, um, especially if you're not doing it any longer, um, you know, because they're the ones that are out there getting their hands dirty, literally, and they know what's going on, um, you know, and, and so they can say, you know, we need to do this a little bit differently. And sometimes it may just vary between, um, you know, maybe who you're working with. You know, if you, you know, are they, are they home and are going to come out and chit chat with you? Um, you know, then that might change things a little bit. Um, it's interesting. My neighbors just got a pool put in, a real underground pool. Um, and which, you know, we, we have a lot of here in Atlanta, but of course it's a booming business now um, because people are, are home so much more. And it was interesting because I, you know, I'd be nosy neighbor. I'd go over and I'd look and you could tell that they really didn't like us watching them. Um, now, you know, we, we it was, it, it, to me, it was just a fascinating process. I mean, that was the coolest thing in the world to watch that, that whole, you know, it took several months, but you know, all those things. Um, but, but, you know, us watching potentially could slow something down because we'd ask a question or we get in the way or whatever. And so your employees have to know how to deal with things like that. Yeah. You that know, really went really off good. on a tangent. Holy schmoly. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good because you brought up an important thing is I had a guy come through here. His name's Al Levy. He actually, um, wrote a chapter in my book about manuals mm-hmm. and it's not fair to not have a manual for an employee because the manual right. teaches people how to win the mm-hmm. game. The KPIs mm-hmm. on my dashboard mm-hmm. are the score, mm-hmm. but in gym class in seventh and eighth grade, Mr. Dolinar used to sit us down on Fridays. We'd go to gym class five days out of the week, the fifth day, mm-hmm. which was Friday, he'd sit us down and we learned how to play basketball, football. I learned what a center was. I learned mm-hmm. what a guard and a tackle. Mm-hmm. I learned the positions. I learned how to play the game. The manual is a simple form of 80%, the 80-20 rule, 80% mm-hmm. of this is how you win. Mm-hmm. Every one of my employees are on performance pay. Right. They get to win. There's no tenure here. They don't sit down every year and they get a raise because they've been here a year. Everybody has a fair chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. I have C- CSRs, mm-hmm. the way I pay them is minimum wage or the performance pay. Mm-hmm. And I have a CSR that made $36 an hour last week. And it's easy to hire when you could pay mm-hmm. people what they're worth. Right. And they're worth amazing if they have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. So now when someone makes a lot of money, when I found out that gal made $36 an hour, mm-hmm. I jumped up and rejoiced. And I said, right. 
boom, high five, you killed it. And what and did we learn from you? Mm-hmm. And I'm look, the owner got excited. He's paying mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's very, very special that not a lot of people can say. Mm-hmm. Is most of the time people make a lot of money and they, they go, how do they, that, that stinks. We, yeah. we don't want to be paying them that I much. Why do they make so much money? Mm-hmm. Now when people make a lot of money for me, mm-hmm. I, I remember the day, and this was two offices ago, is I got really upset that I, this person made, and I said, what, because they've been here that long? Like, mm-hmm. they didn't earn it. And so I decided to change the game, and it was, it's so fun when everybody gets to win. Mm-hmm. And everybody, when, when we all get to win, and we've, we've got nice things here. We've got Big Buck Hunter. We've got Golden Tea. We've got pinball machines. We've mm-hmm. got basketball. We've got a full gym. We've got mm-hmm. coffee machines, tea machines. It's because everybody wins all the time. And I surround myself with these amazing winners mm-hmm. and you can't help but smile and laugh and just say, you know, God's blessed me very, very well to be around these amazing mm-hmm. people. And I'm very fortunate. And it is a garage door company. Right. <laughs> We're not talking about a bank or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't, I don't need to overcharge or, or rip people off, but we are trying to build a successful company where I'm going to have 10,000 employees not long from here. It's happening so fast. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We're, we're deemed essential. Mm-hmm. And I would advise anybody, look, we're, we're growing so fast. I've got this cool website. It's called work, the number four, a one.com. Mm-hmm. If you know anybody looking for an amazing career, if there's three or more people in a city that I can depend on, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll branch out to those cities. Cool. So Atlanta was a toughie mm-hmm. because Atlanta is a big, big city. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of um, traffic. Right. Atlanta is full oh, of yeah. Oh, oh, traffic here is just <laughs> blah. I've been here right. eight years. It's like, no, no. Why did you move to Atlanta, by the way? My husband got transferred here. Um, the company yeah. that he worked for closed its Denver office and basically said, you can move or lose your job. And we went, all righty then. Um, you know, and, and, and it was actually, you know, he's, he's, he's one of those people who's been with the same employer since he got out of college. Um, you know, one of those rare people who, you know, and, and so, I mean, there were a lot of factors that went into it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was very interesting and, you know, we didn't have anything that kept us in Denver. Um, you know, and, and so it was just, a, you know, it was, it was a big adventure and, and that was what was good. Yeah. Atlanta, I've learned, so so I'll tell you this, when you talk about marketing, you said you have a marketing company. Mm-hmm. In the home service space, Google is mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And here's my tip of the day, <laughs> is uh, build a website, build it amazing, mm-hmm. and invest in the website, which means yes. link building, mm-hmm. because Google takes time. Facebook, mm-hmm. I get to Facebook ads tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Anything paid, pay-per-click on Google. There's mm-hmm. local service ads on Google. You know, there's four algorithms that Google runs for home service. Mm-hmm. There's pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. There's local service sales, which is the Google Guarantee Program. There's a Google My Business. And then there's mm-hmm. the organic search. Mm-hmm. And um, I dive into all of those. I right. am, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, I could tell you that uh, not a lot of people understand it's worth they don't understand how Google works. Right. They don't understand that Google is just a big algorithm mm-hmm. that takes results and organically it puts the best one first. The ones that are light yellow now, they're super light. Those are paid for. Right. They say add really small. Yeah, tiny little bit. Kind of like sponsored uh, in Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's just annoying that, do you know how much money? We're all puppets mm-hmm. in the game of Facebook, of mm-hmm. TikTok, mm-hmm. of oh, yeah. Uh, of all these things that there's a, there's a good show, a movie I watched about how 
they understand everything. You know, you wonder why these ads pop up. They know you. Mm-hmm. They know oh, yeah. five years ago, they knew you that you had cancer mm-hmm. and, and they yep. were probably serving up cancer mm-hmm. vitamins. Yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And they profited mm-hmm. off of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they didn't mean for this to happen, but they became monsters. Right. And I hate to say it, but Amazon, all these places, mm-hmm. they're just doing their job. Every right. single, it's not yeah. one person. I mean, you know, they're, they're suggesting similar products, you know, because that makes sense. You know, you might be annoyed at it, but. You know, if you liked this, you you're probably going to like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, similarities and, and, and they call it um, audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, what they do is they find look-alike audiences mm-hmm. of your perfect avatar. You said 16-year-old boys with acne. They will find 16-year-olds mm-hmm. with acne. They'll know that they have mm-hmm. acne. They're actually, now they can do facial recognition and recognize right. if you have acne. Oh, yeah. Now, masks are screwing with that a bit, but. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And, you know, now these women want to look like their masks. Mm-hmm. Which, I, that's weird. I mean, when I've seen people whose mat, I'm like, oh, no, that's just, uh-uh. Put, put flowers on it. Or, yeah, I mean, some, now, you know, I do have a mask wardrobe now. Um, you know, because, I mean, I have to wear masks a lot. I'm, I'm immune compromised. Um, and so I have to wear masks. I will wear masks until my oncologist says you don't have to wear masks. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I have my standard blue ones, but then I have my wardrobe ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and that, that's kind of one of those things. Look at the market. I mean, all of a sudden, six months ago, who would have thought that masks would be a market, um, you know, which is, is very entertaining, which is kind of, you know, you have to always be watching these trends. Um, you know, we were, we were talking at the, the start about how, you know, a lot of people all of a sudden are going, well, maybe I don't want to work for corporate America anymore. Um, you know, I want to go into to my own business and whether it's home service or home based or whatever. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, that I really wanted to, to hit upon was exactly what you said. We have to have a website. You know, how many businesses, especially home service businesses, think, Ugh, I don't need a website. You know, I'm, I'm just a plumber. I'm just that. Yeah. You know, you, you have to have some presence because people are going to look it up. And if I don't find something, then to me, you're not a real business. Um, you know, what, and, I would and, ask you, <clears throat> what I would ask if I was to fix your garage door, mm-hmm. Deb, check this out. Mm-hmm. I would ask you before I leave mm-hmm. and I'd smile and mm-hmm. I'd say, did you receive five out of five service? And I mentioned mm-hmm. that 10 times during the service. Right. And Deb, I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. not only for a Google review, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask you for a Google, a Yelp, mm-hmm. a Facebook, yep. a Nextdoor, mm-hmm. and a Better Business Bureau mm-hmm. before I leave. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take you some time. So for doing that for me, for taking the time not to give me a five star, this mm-hmm. is very different. I'm asking you because I want you to take the time and your time is worth money. Mm-hmm. I understand that because you're a busy lady. Mm-hmm. So what I'd appreciate if you go do this for me, what I'm going to do for you and we'd have a give and take, and I'm going to hook you up with a free search mm-hmm. protector and some other things mm-hmm. for your time. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to try to coerce you to leave me right. a five star by bribe. Right, because that's against the terms of, of all of these things. Mm-hmm. It is. And that's not what I prescribe mm-hmm. to anybody. But if you did receive great service with it, if it's me, mm-hmm. And I showed up on time and I'm mm-hmm. smiling mm-hmm. and I know I did a great job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to leave a lot of reviews, not just one. Right. And I'm going to get you to do it before I leave. Mm. You're going to do it Because for I'll me. forget otherwise or I'll get well, busy. Yeah. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm asking you for Tommy Mello, not for A1 Garage Door mm-hmm. Service, not for my mm-hmm. company. So the difference is I, I've been to a lot of great restaurants, but when the person goes out of their way and they, my, 
My cup's always full. Mm-hmm. If it's lemonade, it's mm-hmm. always to the top. Mm-hmm. They do an amazing job. If they ask me and they say, listen, we're in this contest right now. And I don't know if you have the time to do this, but mm-hmm. if the, the, the boss is going to take us out to dinner, right. if we are the number one. And my name's Amy. Mm-hmm. And if you leave me a review and mention my name, that it, it can't, would you mind mm-hmm. doing me a favor and mm-hmm. doing that before you right. leave? I'll do it, especially mm-hmm. if I got great service. So right. that's my that's my tip is mm-hmm. uh, online reputation is mm-hmm. so important, right. especially right. in a service. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do get bad reviews because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, no well, you matter from what. Them. Well, you know, a lot of the times we make mistakes, mm-hmm. whether it's because we a guy took too long at the previous jobs or possibly an oil Things leak happen. or some mm-hmm. sort. But there's some customers, and I always say there, there's 1%. Mm-hmm. And we service 6,700 jobs a month mm-hmm. on average, 6,700. That's mm-hmm. almost 7,000 jobs a month. Some people are not going to be happy all the time. Right. Right. And it's impossible. Mm-hmm. These people, Deb, I'm telling you this, if JC... The Lord showed up at their doorstep. They still would be upset. They'd say, "Why yeah. did you, you interrupted home? dinner?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. so you get it, right? Well, and you know what I always tell my clients is, we get bad reviews, we deal with them. The absolute worst thing in the world. There's two things. People, you know, oh, we can delete it. Well, no, no, that doesn't work because you know the the review sites want to show unbiased, which means the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, you know, and and but I tell them we have to respond. You know, even if it is just to say, we are so sorry that happened because or, people want acknowledgement. Or I've tried to reach out to you, Deb, several times. Right. Realize mm-hmm. we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Please call us back. Mm-hmm. So yep. what a lot of customers do and mm-hmm. clients is they'll look at the bad reviews of how you responded to the Right. Review. I know that's all that I'm, I tell people, you know, the person who wrote the bad review almost never goes back to it. They were mad. They vented. They're done. It's for the people who read it in the future. And so we do. We put a phone number in there. You know, please call us at. Do they? No. But you gave them that opportunity. Um, you know, and, and, and that's, that really is. And, and when I read bad reviews, I'm doing the exact same thing that you are. I'm looking to see how they responded, um, even if it's not right. I mean, I remember one time there were, we were, uh, uh, I was looking on TripAdvisor for a hotel. And, and it was so funny because somebody had, had written that it was a horrible hotel. When the bar next door got out, it was noisy, yada, 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 yada. Now, that hotel was completely surrounded by uh, car dealerships. It was very weird. So there were no bars anywhere near. So clearly, this person had the wrong hotel. And, you know, the hotel could have easily ignored that. You know, it's not the right place. Or they could have, well, you don't have the right place or anything like that. They took it as kind of a joke and, and responded and said, we're terribly sorry you had that experience. But it must have been another hotel because, but, you know, and, and, and so they did respond to it. And, and I went, oh, okay. You know, they, they still took the time without being snarky, without, you know, all those various things. And, and I love that. I thought that was great. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a million places now. And, and, and it's kind of crazy because it used to be just yellow book ads. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy that had the double truck and it was tenured into that mm-hmm. owned all the business. Yep. Now, it's amazing what the marketplace has done because mm-hmm. now the consumer has more power than ever. Right. And sometimes people abuse that power, mm-hmm. just like businesses abuse mm-hmm. their power. And that's how unions were born. Mm-hmm. But ultimately do the right thing for clients. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a full-time person. That's all, that's all he does. And a lot of times mm-hmm. there's checks all over my desk of 
they didn't want the $20 service charge that we charge to come out there. They don't think it's fair. So I, mm-hmm. I give it back to them mm-hmm. and I try to make it right. I'm not, there's certain things, certain moral high grounds I take that I'm just not going to bribe customers right. giving their money back. But mm-hmm. if they don't have a good experience, mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to meet them. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, newspaper, Arizona Republic, did an article about me because the customer called afterwards. I delivered flowers to a lady because I was mm-hmm. so apologetic. This was 2013. Yep. You talked but, about this in the book. I love this yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just said, man, this lady has a really good point and mm-hmm. I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. So I bought flowers. I went there and I said, listen, I'm going to fix it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make the day better. It was another technician who doesn't work here anymore. And, um, but it was important to me because mm-hmm. this is the lifeblood of your company, your right. clientele, my perfect mm-hmm. avatar. So I've narrowed down my avatar and who they are. And I want to, I want to be where they're at. Mm-hmm. I want to be in front of them. And it's, you, you nailed it from the beginning is, Define who that person is. Of course, mm-hmm. anybody with a garage door is my client. Right. But would I rather have somebody that wants a luxury garage door mm-hmm. or do I want to be a jack of all trades and do the wham, bam mm-hmm. um, contractor right. doors? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not a specialist. Mm-hmm. See, I, there's a jack of all trades mm-hmm. and then there's a specialist. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be, I went to, de- I was pre-dental. I didn't go to dental school, but I went and interned with a dentist and he said, if you're going to go into dental, number one, I'd advise you get a, a business degree. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. Mm-hmm. And he also said, specialize, be mm-hmm. a specialist. Don't be a general practitioner, right. specialize in what you do. And anybody listening right now, I would say, become a specialist, mm-hmm. narrow that gap mm-hmm. and find the perfect people that you love to work with right. and be the best in it. Don't be this. Don't be, I right. work on skin. Mm-hmm. I work on, I work on 16 right. year old boys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and and that's it. it that's perfect way to to end this um, because I think that's that's what we all need to do. You know, we need to focus our efforts, figure out what we're doing. Um, you know, as I mentioned, your book walks people through processes. Some of them aren't going to apply depending on what your business is, but most of them you need to at least be thinking about. Um, you know, I I've been in business over twenty years, and it wasn't until recently that I thought, oh, I really should have Google, you know, my Google business page, um, because when somebody searched, I wanted to be that panel that came up. Um, the you know, and and Huge. right, yeah, you know, and and so you know, all these various things. Uh, hello, I'm a marketing person. You think I would have known that? But and I do it for all my clients. You know, it's kind of the you know cobbler. Our our kids, you know, cobbler's kids never have shoes. Um, but, you know, this, it, so all of these things we need to be thinking about, no matter what our business is, no matter how, how long we've been in business, um, you know, that's the, the great thing is you can look at these things and go, oh, yeah, I should be doing that. Or I used to do that and I don't, why not? You know, why, why did we stop doing that? Um, so with that, how do people find you online? So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, Tommy Mello. You go to TommyMello.com or Home Service Expert if mm-hmm. you want to uh, hear the podcast or if you want to get the book, I've uh, I've got it. Go to HomeServiceMillionaire.com forward slash free. It's nine bucks shipping and handling. That's how much it costs me. I'm not making a profit on it, but the insights in here are from much smarter people. They teach you how to figure out your finances, mm-hmm. how to sell a business, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And um, I wanted to leave you with one thing here. Um, you know, Warren Buffett's a really smart person, mm-hmm. Berth Hathaway. And his best tip is to learn to say no. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been really practicing the last mm-hmm. five years. And that's been a lot of my success. Mm-hmm. I can make millions of dollars in eight different ways. And I used to be, I'm obviously ADHD, but I've learned to channel that focus mm-hmm. on one thing. And um, one day this guy told me, one of my um, mentors, he said, I said, I want to put my eggs in a lot of baskets because what if one falls? And he said, Tommy, if you take the time to put all your eggs in one basket, it'll overflow. It'll fill up so fast and it'll bring you genuine happiness. Mm -hmm. So if you guys get a chance, I'd love it. You can listen to the podcast. Like I said, I had Michael Gerber, um, lots of smart people on my podcast. And uh, the book is cool. I took a lot of time to do it. It was a great book. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate the time that you took to just share your morning. Actually, wait a minute. No, it's afternoon It's afternoon now. (laughs) We're three hours difference, aren't we? Yeah. So I'm at 10, 12 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tommy, this really has been great. We definitely have to do it again because I think, you know, obviously what you say resounds with many people. Um, you know, so it's, it's great to touch base to, to see, you know, new things and, and find out what's going on. So, you know, hope to have you on again. Um, again, you know, the best place is homeserviceexpert.com. Um, you know, I found all the information there that I needed. Uh, and, you know, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful time talking with Tommy Mello. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.